Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. The band is back together. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and we also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Joining me here tonight, boys, we are here to review an epic movie. Yep, yep. Grand. Dune yeah. Part 2. Mm-hmm. The first the first big, big movie of the year. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which and was... We, we only had to wait four extra months to get it. So. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year, late <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, worth the wait. It was. Yeah. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Really excited to discuss this with you guys, but uh, before we jump in, are you guys doing okay? How's it going? Yeah, man, good. Uh, I know we're actually recording this a day later. Mm. Um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, we all saw the movie together, which was great. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun, fun Friday. It, it was, yeah, it was fun to do kind of a Friday night release. We went to, we saw it in Screen X. Yes. 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 We did. So, well, learned if, a lot if, about Screen if X. If you want to start, yeah, like just with that experience of it, you know, um, I'd say it was lackluster. In yeah. a lot of ways, in comparison I think to what it started I was out pretty cool, it started yeah. out great. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. this is gonna be fun." Yeah, yeah. The Screen X, uh, man. If they would have did it the whole movie, then yeah. I guess I just assumed there were the whole movie. That yeah, they didn't do the whole movie. Yeah, and I was like, "Is there a problem? Is there function yeah. function wrong?" It just felt a little underwhelming for like it, it was supposed to be like a superior experience, you know? Yeah. yeah. Would have much rather preferred uh, 40x and actually get to ride the sandworm with. Yeah. with that would have been that yeah, would have been sick. phenomenal yeah. to wow. ride the even just, even just IMAX maybe you know yeah, the yeah. sound the sheet the, the, yes. the, the, the seats yeah. shaking with the I mean I'm gonna watch this movie again so it's just a matter of uh, <laughs> when and where when and where yeah and how much <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, the, we 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 saw Screen X which I guess if you don't know if you're listening you're like what the heck they didn't explain what Screen X is yeah. Um, the the walls the two side walls in the theater are also like they have projectors that shoot onto those walls so for parts of the movie it feels like you're getting a way more immersive experience yeah um so per, your peripherals are filled with more from the movie like there's yeah. there's actually like like there's the way it works is there's certain lenses they put on the camera and it catches way wider yes um so there is there's there's people there's even people that's like in the shots, they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that was it. it worked <laughs> yeah. that way, you know." So it's kind of cool. Um, so again, it was a cool experience, mm-hmm. but I think it would have been a lot better. I think we all just assumed it was going to be the whole entire movie. Yeah, that was me. I didn't. We didn't do enough research. And maybe, and it, it might have been a little bit better if it was in a smaller theater. Uh, yeah, I feel like that could have helped. It was already a pretty small theater. If you think I mean, about it's it. a little narrow for the location we were at. Yeah, it was. But narrow. still, I feel like it, even like a little bit smaller, or maybe if we had chosen seats that were a little bit closer up. We hadn't done the classic back center. Maybe yeah. it would have been a little bit better then. It felt more like you got one person to thank for back center. I love that scene, man. Dude. Oh, okay, so <laughs> I love for, that scene. For a normal movie, back oh. center is elite. That is the spot. Uh, the only reason I'm saying that is just like maybe because of the fact that the screen's from the side, not being all the way back might have been a little bit more immersive in it. Mm. Okay. Good point. Justin loves Bexley. I do. Oh, oh, I do too. I, I mean, I really. Well, do. in our local town, our local town here, or maybe it's no, it's 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 there's there's one theater we go to that always gets me where I'm like, it feels like I'm watching on an iPhone because we're so far. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm just like, why do you like that? Because like I get my vision's catching more of things that aren't on the screen. Anyways, who cares? We're here to talk about Dune Two. Big shout out, first of all, to all of our listeners, everyone who's tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. 
Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and to follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. And that's right, you might be hearing the squeaky toys from my dog who is uh, running around while we are recording. Yep. <sighs> every, t- every time she's down here during the podcast, this happens. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, you guys want to jump into this movie? Yeah, let's do it. Let's Any, do it. Anything you want to say pre-spoilers? Maybe just for a couple of seconds. Yeah, pre-spoilers. Um, I mean, the cast is star-studded, man. Star-studded is, cast, is, for they, sure. And everybody comes with their A-game. Everybody. It's a, such a well-performed movie. Rewatch the first Dune. Yeah, that's you know, good. Before that's you good. go into it, if yeah. you're going to go, rewatch the first Dune. Yes, that's a really that's really good advice. We did that. Helped us out a lot because there's yeah. just so much. It's a big, long, yeah, science sci-fi movie that you don't like. I didn't understand. And you just catch other things, you know. <laughs> Second time through, you catch things. Third, yeah. you know, how many ever times through, you catch things. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and the, uh, the watching it over again, it really prepares you for like the more political battle that's actually going on yeah. throughout the entire uh, world that they've built for us. Right. Yeah. A lot of world building in the first movie. Yeah. I mean, and in the second movie as well, but. Um, yeah, very good. Okay, I think it's time. We, we should jump in. Time to review Dune Part 2. Um, here is your spoiler warning. Um, yeah, guys, this movie was freaking epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really was. It was epic. Um, I did mention Grand earlier. It is. It feels, it feels like big, like a big movie. Like yes. It's, uh, obviously, it's a big movie, but blockbuster. But I'm talking about like it feels large, like your universe is massive. Yes. and like you feels fully, like an epic. Yeah, you fully yeah. feel like you're in in it, like yes. you're involved in it. Yeah. It's it's great. I love that kind of movie, man. Yep, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It really was epic. Um, I think it was interesting that it starts out literally right where the last movie leaves off. Yes. Yes. Which yes. caught me off guard. I thought maybe some time was going to pass by. I think Chuck even said that last night. We were yes. hanging out with him, watching it. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it just they still have literally Jam- Jamis, like, wrapped up. They're carrying him. <laughs> still bringing him, yeah. Yeah. And, but they're, all, but they're, they're being hunted by um, some, um, some Harkonnen. Yes. And the, literally, the first act of this movie, like the first full hour, is just on Arrakis. It's just him. It's just, um, it's just Paul, like learning the ways of the of the Fremen. Yeah. Uh, now, now I say that as if that's all it was. That was a lot. Like there was so much depth in that in those yeah. moments. But that was the first hour. So, what you guys think of like that first that first act? Um, well, I, I think it, it was really important to do that because in the first movie, although we learn a little bit about the Fremen. A lot of it's kind of like this veiled, like almost legend type of a thing. It's like this oral, like passing down of stuff. This, you know, it's almost like a ghost story in some ways about what the Fremen are, who they are, what they can do kind of situation. And this is like the first act is kind of like this whole, well, you've heard the, um, you've heard the ghost story of what this is. Now you get to actually see what the Fremen are. Yeah. And you get to pull, you get pulled behind, you get to see how they actually interact, who they are, where they actually live. You actually get to see us each. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, um, in these moments, and you get to see them, you know, on a relatively large scale fight for the first time, you know, because um, I, I believe up until this point, the only thing you had seen was literally just Jameis and, that's it, um, yeah. and um, Paul fight. Right. right. And yeah. it's talked about though, and how skilled they are, yes. and um, just their tactics and stuff like that. But then you didn't actually 
see that in the first yes, movie. Yes, yeah, and like even like the Duke even was like you know like yeah. getting at it. And he was like the idea of what he could do with the Sand with power. the friendship desert of power, these yeah. of this group with Desert Power. Yes, yeah, but the Harkonnen. They kind of just view the Fremen as like scum of the earth. Yes. Rats. Scum, literal rats. Rats. Literally. Yeah, they call yes. them rats. Yeah. Scum of Arrakis. I don't think they have any respect that they have any sort of warriors or they don't right. pose a, a threat to them. They do, but they don't view them as a threat. Yeah. Um, they underestimate the Fremen a oh, lot. Oh, yes. Uh, well, even to, like, to the point of, um, I think one of the biggest ways they show it is the idea of the estimates like the, at the time, oh, they were like yeah. the, the Harkonnens from the first movie. They're like, oh, the Harkonnens said there was maybe fifty thousand on the entire planet. And with the when when Duncan comes back, he was like, oh yeah, it's more in the millions. Yeah. Like like this, <laughs> yeah. this, this idea, like it, it's such a blatant like. Here are the numbers to just show you how much the Harkonnens underestimate them, literally numbers wise. And part of the and it's also kind of like I don't think they care to even try to figure out what they are Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um it's this this weird like idea of like they uh, they're just this nuisance you know that you know they don't see them i don't even they don't even see them as people i don't think like they're not they're just these things that make it difficult to to uh harvest spice is really what it comes down to I don't think the Hark- I don't think the Harkonnens see anybody as people. Right, correct. Yeah. Including their own <laughs> I don't women. even know. Yeah, I don't think they consider, you know, most Harkonnens to be people, truthfully. Yeah, dude, seriously. Yeah, which <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll we'll get to the Harkonnens <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, what what else in this first, you know, hour of the movie struck you guys? Uh I think for me it was um obviously uh Paul and Lady Jessica, they are at the in the in the encampment, right? Mm-hmm. And the siege. The siege. And they are Lady Jessica's like, we have to be, we have to get in here, and we have to spread the the news that like you are the one. And he's yeah. like, all like, no, like I'm not about that. Like it's, he's yeah. fully against it. He is, but Lady Jessica has different plans, and she's like, I got to make myself important here. And then they do like a little transfer of power. With well, and uh, yeah, maybe she wanted that, but it sounded more like she um, had to do she it. She had to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because Stilgar told her, like, you know, you can do this or we can return your water to... to yeah, that's yeah. true. That's right. Right? Yeah, and I think up until, like, this point, like, I actually... I was enjoying Lady Jessica yes, as a character. me too. Right. Me too. Like, right. I, like, I felt like I, I could see what she was getting at, like, at this point, And it was, like, it was... You could really tell that she understood, like, the political and the religious, like, connection of of worlds so well and she understood so much of the power of religion in general yeah um that of what she could create and she, i think she was like in this sense she she understood that although she could she actually can fight pretty well and she can take care of herself pretty well she understands that the, the way to make her and her son and her future daughter the safest is to push this narrative of him being the savior to where they become this, uh, they're put up on this pedestal to where no one would dare to tear them down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when when she drinks the uh, water of life, yes, yes, life uh, water, yes. And uh, she <laughs> gets uh, a visions and like everything's unlocked yeah. for her. And the, you, there's a cool scene of like the 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 fetus inside of her 
like getting the same exact right eye opening experience. Yes. Yeah. Which was crazy. And then super crazy. And then now the and now the baby's just talking to her over and over again. Yes. Like while she's walking around the halls. Like it was it's it was it was really well, weird. Even, even the old um Reverend Mother, she's like, What have we done? She's, she's pregnant. pregnant. Like they yeah. didn't know. Yeah. 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 So clearly you're not supposed to do that. Because mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. like this this untrained fetus mm-hmm. who's growing inside the mother now is has this awakening awakening yeah. like it's yeah. such an interesting like yeah yeah dynamic oh yeah so. oh yeah big time and uh so yeah so that now she's like embedded in like the religious aspect of it yes. can i pause real quick yeah go for I it i feel like this is where i would enjoy reading the books maybe cuz mm-hmm. just knowing more about the the ben jesuit is that benny jesuit benny jesuit's like I, I do want to know more. Like, clearly they're powerful. Clearly they got their hand in everything. Mm-hmm. But like, they are. They just seem so powerful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but then, like, so Lady Jessica's there, and that's what she's doing. But Paul, his main thing is like, he doesn't want to be the chosen one, right? He just wants to uh, initially, like, yeah, get everyone on board to try to. Defeat the uh, yeah. the Baron, right? Yes. Right. Uh, by learning the ways of the people, right? That's what he all. Yes. He, that's all he cares about, and so he's trying to do his best to do whatever he can. So he's listening to what people are saying. He's observing what's around him, and then finally, like he's able to start proving himself. Yeah. And uh, the Stilgar, I'm so glad we got way more Stilgar this this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> Javier Bardem, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I, he had so many great interactions with uh, Paul in, the, yes. in yeah. this in this movie, and a lot of it was like Paul winning him over, and and uh, Stilgar just believing the story, believing like the the myth yeah. of of the one because of the signs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there there were so many moments that in this movie that, of course, it was um, you know this other movie probably pulled all these ideas from it, but like the matrix, like the, especially the first matrix, there were so many of these moments that were so like, that were very parallel. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like Stilgar's, uh, like Morpheus and Paul's, um, Neo, even down to the point of Zendaya being Trinity, mm-hmm. you know, um, in a way part is, of the prophecy, it, yeah. yep. Part of the prophecy and all these things are being built up and you're seeing, you know, these things kind of like, it's kind of like this, almost this idea of, is the prophecy coming true because it should come true, or is the prophecy coming true because it's being made to come true? Like, is it being forced mm-hmm. by these moments happening in in some ways? Like, you know, and that's kind of the idea of, like, the Bene Gesserit. Are, like, that's, like, the whole thing that I think they're really struggling with is, like, how much of this is... Um, the Benny Jesuit pushing this narrative and this idea through it. And I think that's the issue that Paul has is that like, like with everything that they're doing, it's like you introduce this, like, why is it, why you're acting like this is some weird miracle in some ways, but you guys are pushing the narrative, all these things to make them come true. Yeah, the Bene Gesserit literally like manufactured it. <laughs> like they if you think about yes. it. Cuz thousands of years prior on Arrakis, the Bene Gesserit is the one who came and like left the information for the Messiah like the like the scriptures, quote unquote, yeah. for them and then over the thousand years or so, they uh, the Arrak- uh, people from on Arrakis, they adopted that as the yeah. uh, the religion. Um, yeah. and so yeah, they so basically so they, manufactured they it. They manufactured the religion. Mhm. 
on Arrakis. Yeah, they manufactured the the, pro- oh, the whole idea of the prophecy. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So here's here's one thing I thought about. So we we watched this movie last night. We hung out afterwards. We talked about it, but I didn't have this thought until maybe this morning. So I, I acknowledge that the the Bene Gesserit like are powerful. They they've created this belief system. I guess. Yeah. Centuries prior, whatever. Here's my question. So that's all fake to some extent. I mean, the, 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 well, the thing it, on, it, it all comes down to like yeah, this yeah. idea of whether they believe it's real or not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like it is manufactured on Arrakis. It's it's nothing but a lie from the Bene Gesserit. Like they 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 formulated this belief system. No, I think the Bene Gesserit believe that it is that it is that the prophecy is real, but they they are manufacturing the bloodline to where. If if it wasn't this time, then there's another time. Because that's what I'm trying to get at. Because because that's what I'm trying to get at. Because there is Mm -hmm. there is still like inexplainable. Like Paul now, after he had the wife, water Water of life, life. he's Mm -hmm. got legit like superpowers. (laughs) At least he can like know things that he shouldn't know. Yeah, see futures. Mm -hmm. I think divide space and time is what they said in the first movie. Yeah, they said you're able to. I think see through space and yeah. Time, yeah. So he was able to see his like in his future and past. Like, yeah. He, so I'm, I'm not saying that it's all fake. It's just that the part that's like, like on a ra- on the planet of Arrakis, they the Bene Gesserit set it into motion. Yeah. But he does have legit like he's different. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's obvious. Yes. That is obvious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, because we we learn later in the movie, it's manufa- He's manufactured to be different. Like he's created to be different like he's a part of uh many bloodlines coming together yes like, so not and not by accident it's all on purpose yes. like that's what we learn yeah i think it's just like there's this weird like idea that's kind of set up behind everything is like how much of it is just it, it, how much is the benny Gesserit? are they creating this prophecy mm-hmm. by their actions or was this prophecy set up and they are just fulfilling their role in this process. Like, it, it, it's kind of this weird thing of, like, you know, are they driving it or are they just a part of the system that is creating it? <clears throat> yeah, and I guess I still want to know, like, what is the main purpose of it, too? Like, yeah, why, did, why are they doing, why are they going to such great lengths to destroy this one house and to have Paul be who he is? Which, and they've got other prospects too, but like, yeah. Which is crazy. Which of course crazy because like, why would you want to? I mean, of course, from the way this story is told, who knows? You know, maybe from a different perspective, the Atreides family is not or House Atreides isn't as well liked, maybe yeah. by some of the other houses or something like that. But it seemed like like they were almost too perfect in a way. Like they yeah. were so noble. They were so like. They always did the right thing. Right. You know, they were like, so like, it's kind of crazy that that would be the house that you want to destroy. As it's opposed like, to Harkonnen, who are wicked. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, really, really wicked. Very yes. bad people. Yeah. And, and I guess, like, they, and it's it's a cool storytelling device because you're like, you have these two diametrically opposed forces in the Harkonnen and the Atreides, and they each, like, it really just drives home the fact of how each one is so polarizing because like the heart when you like you see house of Atreides and the way that um you know Leto talked to 
Paul in the first one, and, like, the relationship there. Yeah. And it's such a, like, positive, uplifting, familiar relationship. Like, the idea of, like, oh, well, you'll still be everything that I ever wanted. My son. By you, my son. Yeah. So yeah. you have that. And then you have, essentially, the Baron just, like, just talk and smack to his nephews all the time. Like, basically just threatening their lives. And then you get Fade in this one who you literally like, oh, he killed his mother. Like, like this, like, yeah, both polar, of those polar. push yeah. each other to the extremes where, like, if you saw one or the other, you they'd be te- they'd be terrible or great. But with them having both, they get you get even further the in the direction that they're leaning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is probably a good time to start talking Some about the Harkonnen itself, man. right? Some yin like, and yang. <laughs> you brought up Fade, and uh, he his introduction is really sweet, actually. The, yes. The uh, arena, arena bat- battle, or him prepping for the arena yeah, first. Yeah, that whole, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. It, like, the, there's a whole planet, the Harkonnen planet is wild because of the, <laughs> yeah, just, just the, the black sun. and white. But it's like, when they're indoors and the light's not hitting them, it's it's fine. It's yeah. normal, right? But outside, normal, it's yeah. such a... Outside, everything is gray, black yes. and white. Like it's it's really cool visuals, like amazing visuals. Um, but uh, fade, like he, <laughs> you see him. He's picking out like the knives, and uh, this is this is crazy. Just, he like takes it and he like licks it right in front of the guy, and then yeah. just swings it just because and slices the throat of one of his servants. And yeah, two attendants. two of his. Oh, was it two? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. uh, he heads out onto the arena. We need a we need a head count on how many like Harkonnen just just get knocked off for died. no reason. Yeah, for yeah. Like, no reason. Like Rabba like just destroys that one at the beginning where yep. he just like smashes his head on the console. Yep. yep. And then there's another one later on that um, that they just like he, he's like arguing with him and he just like yep just it. like knocks him off. Yep. Um, you know, so there's at least those, and then there's yeah, it's just crazy. And then I think what, even when he shows up, immediately he knocks off, or, or that might be that same one that he knocks off. It might be. Um, I think, I think th- 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 he might slice him, and then yeah, yeah. The Harkonnen, they're just psychos. Like the Baron, we hear him like brutally murdering some women behind yeah. this door before um, Rabin. Rabin yeah. walks in, <laughs> Batista's character. Yeah. And then you walk in and you see just these women dead <laughs> in the corner. No, no yeah. explanation why. Which I think they were the same women that were helping heal him from the first movie. Yeah, it's you just, know they they have the Harkonnen have zero respect for their own women. That's for no. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the one that was like, not that it was. It's only funny because it was just so. <laughs> just it felt like it was out of like a a skit out of like a, a parody, yeah. but like the one you're just talking about, Amato, where it's like. Um, uh, Fade's like talking like strategy, and this one guy just disagrees. I don't even know if he disagrees. He's just like, you know, you might want to consider this a slit throat. Just game. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Like, just why? Why? Bother? Doesn't even look. <laughs> just to his right. Just yeah. cuts his throat. <laughs> just why be counsels to the Harkonnen? Like, there's yeah. no point. There's yeah. zero point which, being there. Which also kind of like throws out this idea of like, mm. so if they they act this way towards their women, then why are the Benny Gesserit even like? remotely trying to work with these people. Right. Like, yeah. why wouldn't they be undermining this house? I know. You know? It, yes. Which, yeah, we start to uncover, like, the Harkonnen, the Reverend Mother to the Emperor, it persuaded him to uh, help the Harkonnen take care of House Atreides. Like, oh. that's, that, that's, yes. that's which, what's wild. Why? Which, which why seems kind of crazy. The, 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 the reasoning that I can see is, is it was on a, it was them seeing what Paul was and 
The yeah. idea was Paul can't reach his full potential if he is the Duke. Mm. And I think they needed they needed to push him out into yeah, but, but isn't the Reverend Mother like she doesn't believe that Paul's the one because she was not supposed he was not supposed to be he wasn't didn't, yeah a male heir was yeah. not, a male was not supposed and to I, be I think Lady Jessica was even like see don't you believe now like that kind yeah. of thing like, like like she even threw it in her face so um yeah I don't know I think um she still doesn't believe that he's yeah. the one and so that's why they're putting all these uh safe holds in place with um I mean, fade or, fade's potential child or maybe it was the opposite maybe it was like literally she was like well Lady Jessica, you brought this on House of Trades. So, like, it, maybe she was wanting everything yeah. to be, or, or maybe oh, she was doubling what? down. That's a really good like, point. Maybe she was doubling down. She either side mm-hmm. was a win for her in a way. With with the Reverend Mother, she was like, mm-hmm. one of two things is going to happen: either you were going to destroy this male, this male that you brought into this world and punish you mm-hmm. in a way, or we're going to push this male out there yeah. out into the mm-hmm. the world of the Fremen in Arrakis and he's going to fulfill the prophecy. Like, so it's almost like a, a win for either way for her, either we'll eliminate this, you know, abomination in her mind or we fulfill the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they specifically told the, the Jesuit, the Benny Jesuit, they specifically told Lady Jessica to provide a female, right? Yes. And so, I mean, Essentially, aren't they just trying to like if if she did produce a female right uh, from the House of Trades, wouldn't it make sense for um, Fade, who is from the Harkonnen, like they would want Fade and then the the female Atreides to then be the pair to then produce the Messiah from that bloodline? Like it would be Fade and then Atreides. That's yeah. something that the Benny Jesuit would try to manufacture, try to do. That's wild. And that's all this like house political stuff. Like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. Yeah, and, and like let's talk about these prospects. How many times did you hear the main witch lady? I don't. I wish I. Whenever her name is, the older yeah, it's uh, Mo- Moheim. Moheim. Oh really? Yeah, Moheim. Yeah. Okay, Moheim. I'm not. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it right. Sure. But, yeah. but anyways, how many times did you see her talk about prospects? We've got prospects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's right. Like a football recruiter, you know. Yeah. yeah like like Fade literally after he wins the arena, he gets seduced by one of the. Uh, Benny Jesuit. Yeah, uh, yep. she puts him to the test, and then, um, <laughs> then obviously she seduces him, and now she's carrying a, a his female. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his daughter. Yeah. yeah, and then, so you got that, and then what? Are, were there other prospects we know about? Uh, they they just speak of them, but they don't. Yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like almost like this constant, never ending process of mm-hmm. like mixing and matching bloodlines. Like it's, this is gonna sound kind of crude, but it's almost like a, like a like a person who like a dog breeder. They're always yeah. constantly like mixing and matching. Like how can we make the these things breed, yeah. like yeah, perfect breed? Yeah. Mix these. We like the traits of this, but can we mix it with the traits of this and make something? Like I feel like that's almost how they think of these um, these children that they are creating. Not even as human beings, but literally just these. And I think that's why they call them something like prospects, because they're not really even like they're not humans to them. They are they are the answer to the question more than they are mm-hmm. uh, actual living, breathing beings. Yeah, and yeah. so like all that's going on um, in the background while Paul is over here learning the ways, but he's actually like excelling at all of, all yes. of these tests that are being thrown at he's him. He's crushing it. He's you know he's literally crushing it, and uh, yep. he won over. I mentioned earlier he meant he won over Stilgar. 
And Stilgar yeah. is like a full believer. And he had he had one moment that was like pretty incredible where Paul uh turns down like he's like i'm not the messiah like stop yes. trying to think oh, i am this is amazing. and then stilgar immediately goes like running back to people like he's so humble he's a yeah. humble like he it's, must be the mud yeah as it's as it's written as it's written yeah. he's so humble like yes it, it, and then anytime paul goes Dude. against the grain it's like that had to be the as funniest written. that had it as written yeah that yeah. had to be the funniest scene in both movies yeah which made yeah. A, made me think and i mentioned this to you last night justin mm-hmm. but there was like there's like no amano do you remember any like humor or comedic moments in the in the first movie <laughs> um I, I mean i think it's it, it's hard to think about the possibility of any I, I, maybe um, some of duncan's interactions with paul like when he's making fun of him a little bit yeah yeah but like there was like that but that moment that we're talking about where stillgar was like he's so humble yeah yes like, that was clear like Laugh out loud. Yeah. they were trying I, to get like a really good beat for yes for comedy. Well, it's like and it's just interesting because it's it's really showing like the like how infuriating like and how sometimes insidious like belief can be, like for yeah. certain things, <laughs> yeah. like this idea of or blinding, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blinding. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally like it's blinding. It's like this idea of like it, it doesn't matter. It, it no matter lo- matters what he does or what he says. We'll find a way to twist it. it, it yeah. Yes, it's it's twisted to yeah. being the truth or the or or a sign. And that's what that's exactly what um, Chani's character and her. Fellow Friends. Northerners, yes, yes, who are like definitely more not cynical. Really, yes, yes, very mo- much yeah. more cynical. Yeah. They believe in like uh, protecting themselves. Like they're they're not looking for hope in somebody yeah. else. In, yes, in a, yeah. in a savior. Yes. They are like we can protect our own people. Or, or the very least, they, I don't know. They feel like yeah, like mm-hmm. Fremen should be in control of yeah their the destiny. Yeah, yeah. Which makes Shawnee so much more interesting because she believes all that. Yeah, but she's also the one who's like literally. S- sleeping with yeah, yeah. Paul, <laughs> which, <laughs> like falling is, in love it, with him. Yeah, which uh, like Shawnee Zendaya's character. Uh, she, um, her interaction with Paul, like Paul is a dead set. Like I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. Yeah. As he's per- performing things that he shouldn't be performing, he's yeah. opening up to her how he doesn't want to end yeah, this. Right, exactly. And this is like the whole first half of the movie is like she's falling falling in love with this guy yeah. because he doesn't want something that. Uh, everyone is trying to give him, and she yes, sees yeah. strength in that, right? <laughs> right. Um, and they work very well together as a team, which we get their their cool interaction where they are interrupting the very first yes. uh, spice um, harvester. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they like he, they're he's loading her rocket launcher, and she's blowing up stuff. Yeah. Uh, that whole scene sequence was absolutely phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and they they're successful, and that leads. Um, uh, like a, a like kind of like a quote unquote montage of successes that yes. they have, where you see Paul growing, leading up into the culmination of him learning how to ride uh, the sandworm. Yes. Which that scene was phenomenal, yeah. absolutely uh, phenomenal. I will say, like in that, so in the scene where they take down the thopter, um, so it's interesting because even when they tell the story, they leave out. And it's kind of showing the way it's per- he's perceived and things like that. They leave out the fact that he failed her mm-hmm. initially. Oh yeah, because when he because he went off to fight the two Harkonnens and left her. Yeah, left her almost defenseless, and she had to turn around and and waste around on one of the Harkonnens. Yeah, um, instead of taking out the Thopter originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, but all they talked about was the fact that he saved her at one point, and they took it out. Like they don't ever mention the fact that. 
she doesn't even bring it up to the fact that she ended up having to waste around on on this Harkonnen because he wasn't able to take them both out as he was able to, as he should have been able Mm -hmm. to probably. Yeah. Yeah, That was a cool, that was a cool scene. And that was, yeah, that was just him showing his worthiness. Actually, that was right. That was the scene that led to where Stilgar's bragging about him and he gets his name. Oh yeah, that's yes. which was right. cool. They which I don't remember what it was, but it was Usul. Well, Usul, but there was Usul, but there was the so, other name. There's the other name that meant that was the essentially the the Wahid, desert Raid. Was that it? My, I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. Yes. <laughs> if we if we had we're, close we're, captions on, I could have read it more. We're, we're non book readers. I know, Shmato, yeah. you're starting to now, yeah. but uh, yeah, we would have known that if we read the books. Yeah. But, uh, um, anyway, the the kangaroo mouse, basically yeah, kangaroo mouse. Yeah. yeah, but but essentially, like the whole first. Hour, hour plus. So again, first hour is just him, like learning the ways. Then we cut to the Harkonnen, mm-hmm. but then we come and we get a whole long stint of which we talked about that mm-hmm. I think at length already. Um, visually, those scenes yeah. were stunning. Yes, in, yes on were. their prime, yeah. on their Glidal Prime or Guidel Prime. Yeah, whatever you got that. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but then we come back to Arrakis. His mom has gone south. She's on a missionary tour. Yeah, she yes. really is. Yeah, dude, talk. Let's talk about that moment when she's breaking the fourth wall. Ooh. It feels like it feels, <laughs> she oh, wasn't, yeah. but yes. it felt like it. Yeah, she's like uh, she's there's still some doubters. She's yeah. talking to her the, daughter. Her, her, yeah. yeah, her <laughs> fetus daughter. Yeah, yes. And um, she's like, well, in order to ensure Paul's success, we have to convert everybody yeah. to, into believers. And we need to start with like the weakest of them. Yes. And Jeez. as she's staring down a family, uh, a bunch of little children, like cowering, yeah, in the corner. cowering in the corner. I, I think that was the moment where you were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, like, yeah, like Lady you, Jessica is like, yeah, she ain't turned. right. She she's isn't turned. playing ar- around right now. She, like there is something yeah. with her." But she, you initially see the the children and the and the mom briefly, and then the camera just goes and pans on her, and it stays lingering on her. Yes, and she's just staring down. Now at this point, I feel like the audience, yeah. Like, like she is looking in the direction that they mm-hmm. were, yeah. But if the camera stays so long, where it's mm-hmm. like, I think she's talking to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She's she's kind of drive, trying to drive home that I like. You will believe too, yeah, correct? Like, yeah, yeah, like right? you know, yeah. We, like we, the audience, are <laughs> yeah. the weak ones who need to believe in Paul. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, it, and it was after that scene where we see Paul go on this like long like developmental journey, and then we we come back to meet Lady Jessica. She has. Like hundreds of believers around her, yeah, and like they're getting ready to head south. Like that's, like yeah. she she did some work. Like she was yep. boots to the ground, yep. converting people, that yep. kind of thing. So they go south. Um, trying to think, to which Paul's having visions that's warning him not to go south. Correct. Yes, and he's doing everything in his power not to go south because his vision saw him with power and billions of lives yes. in his yes. in his hands in his wake. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you, do you think because initially he says he's following a woman? Do you think at that moment he just does not want to admit that it's his mother, or do you think he does not know that it's? his I think mother? he didn't know. I think, I think, okay. I think he didn't know. Yeah. Okay, I we knew. I yes. think it was pretty yeah. obvious yes. it was at that point. But I do think, like in a way, like there's a possibility, like maybe he just didn't want to admit that right. that was his mother. Yeah. Because you know you don't want to admit that your mother is capable of mm-hmm. being that force. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but on her way, on her on Lady Jessica's way down to the south, like she stops by a, a temple to let we learn how the water of life is extracted, extracted yes. and super disturbing. Babies, well. baby sandworms, and then we see somebody just completely 
drown, drown a, yeah. a baby sandworm, which, I mean, I still kind of fell for that baby sandworm. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you see it extracted, and then she gives the the direction of a man is going to come, and he's going to you you need to let him try it. Or, yeah. And then she attempts to mouth off and be like, no, man can't survive. And then she uses the voice, do it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she leaves. And so that was setting up for, which I believe is a very, very pivotal point for Paul's character, yeah. I, I believe. But we, before we get there, yeah. let's talk about the, on, the only reason he goes south. He doesn't want to. Right. Nope. The Harkonnens force his hand. Yes. Because yes. They, they take out Siege. They take the out Siege. The siege. I think, it's, it's the, I think mm. that's the name of the Siege. Yeah, I guess so. Which And you know, it's like, it's not shocking that they know where these places are to me because... Look for the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Look for the rocks and they've... All the scenes with Raven earlier, like they've got this technology where they've got like this perspective over the planet where like they they see where things are happening. Right. Yeah. Correct, yeah. So, um, but I think I think part of it's that they like we like our current like real life modern technology is actually like ancient for them, and that's the technology that they're using. That's how they de- originally defeated House Atreides. I think they're using the, this so quote unquote. Ancient technology instead of the laser guns and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why that they're getting like this. They're able to do some of this stuff is that they're you, you're almost seeing like this ingenuity on the Harkonnen, um, like their house's ingenuity in some ways in their way ability to murder things. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know to where they're because who knows if a laser gun would have been able to do the damage that. You know w- that the so-called so-called primitive technology that they were using at that point was yeah. able to do. Right. You know, I'm just—it's dawning on me now. But really, Batista. So Raven, it really everything is his fault. Yeah, now I think about yeah. it. So yeah. first of all, he doesn't pursue like he just chalks it up. I think in the first movie, yeah, as. Um, Paul and his mom are yeah, dead. Yeah, he just he just wants to assume that they're dead because yeah. they go through a crazy sandstorm that nobody could survive. Yeah, correct. And then is the he, Baron more crazy for believing it? Or no, no, no. The Baron, the Baron, very specifically is like he essentially says, "I don't believe it unless I see a body." Mm. But in the first movie, he goes, he's like, "So it's done then." What a relief! Like he says, yeah, that. he says, no, that. okay. The Baron, okay. The Baron yeah. comes around and believes that. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think the point I'm trying to make is the, the when the Emperor shows up. This is getting ahead of ourselves, but like the Emperor is exposing, like you guys, Messed you un- underestimated these Fremen. Yeah. Do you know what's happening in the South? They're like nobody could survive. It's like, oh really? <laughs> well, you're insane. Well, have you, inve- have you investigated? Was it the Mohadid? Is that what it is? Or am I saying that right? I'm yeah. Well, the, the that's that's the name of. Like that's another name for um, Paul. I yeah. Think. Yes. Okay. Uh, I figured. Kind of like Jesus, like Messiah. Like right. there's all these different names. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's cl- obviously, like that's kind of what that's they're going the, with yeah. here. Um, like yeah, Paul's the, a little different. The emperor's like, <laughs> did you guys investigate who the like the Mohadi is? Like, yeah. That kind like, of thing. But again, they just under the the Harkonnen yeah. underestimate the Fremen. They show no respect Some rat to them. As a, like yeah. 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 They don't. They don't yeah. care. And it's like, oh, and by the way. Uh, that's Paul Atreides. <laughs> yeah. You guys let Paul yeah. Atreides get away, and now he's leading, like, a revolution. Yeah. So, but and I think one of the craziest ahead. things is just, like, the technology, like, if they took, like, five seconds to actually look at the technology that the Fremen were using, yes. you have to be like, Where are they? there's more to this. Yeah. Like, just the thumper. The like, thumper. Into, like, just How many by thumpers its, they got, dude? How do you make them in the ground? And then... 
Just like the a idea of suits. you've seen a steel still suit. It's way better than whatever you're using. Oh, I don't know yeah. what the heck like, clunky air conditioned thing is. Yeah, yes. dude. They just crack the face mask. It's a over. it's like a window air conditioned unit. That's literally <laughs> yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this crazy like idea. Like they they just can't see past their own like the you pride. know yeah their their own pride. They can't see past their own like um their own discrimination. Yeah. Towards the Fremen to yeah, yeah. see that they're. I can't believe that the Fremen could, yeah, be so self like aware and yeah. mm-hmm. empowered. Yes. So, anyways, um, fades fades in charge now, and he humiliates his you know cousin or brother. Brother, I brother, think he's his brother. Brother, yeah. By the way, this whole movie is just Batista walking into rooms or scenes. Looking around the space and being confused, <laughs> or getting crapped on, or like, yeah, just yeah. poor Batista, or yeah. just like getting killed by Thanos, like within like ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. After Berlin. running away, like yeah, like, yeah, yes. gurney, gurney. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, after running away, but anyways, yeah. um, Batista gets humiliated. Fade, they take out the siege. Fade basically reestablishes the spice. Like th- th- all they care about is being profitable. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah, that's all. Um. And that's essentially what causes the mass exodus of the Fremen yeah, South to the South. Yeah. yeah, and but at first Paul's not going. Yeah, no. What made him go? Wasn't it actually like it, it was that? But it was also it was I think it was a combination of the siege getting attacked, and we, they were basically like, no one else will go south unless you go south. Yeah. So it was kind of this idea of like he sees what happens to a siege in the north. So yes. he knows the best thing for the overall Fremen is to move south. Right, but he doesn't but, want to go. But he doesn't want to go, So, but he understands that if he doesn't go south, he's putting everyone else in danger because they will not go unless he goes. Yeah, and that's essentially what um, Shawnee like, is the one who convinces him to go. Correct, yeah. yeah. Him, her, and, and is this where the vision with Jamis comes as well? Uh, yeah, because he's telling... Jamis is telling him... Jamis? Yeah. Uh, he's telling him... Like he needs to go and like seek more information. Yeah. Where he goes to the temple. So Paul, that's right. So mm-hmm. Paul essentially gets convinced to go, um, and he goes literally right to the temple. They didn't waste yep. any time, yeah. by the yep. way. I'm assuming a lot of time goes by. Well, it looked like he veered off. Like it looked like they were all heading south, and it looked like Paul veered off to the left. It, it, it did like. because it's, people oh, didn't yeah. show up until later. A little bit to the later, temple. yeah. Because yeah. it looked like it looked like uh, Chani yeah. uh, had to like do a U-turn or something. Yeah, to go and after. also that's she did. And also, mm-hmm. um, I was like, are, are you know this movie is these both these movies are so good with detail, and mm. I'm not saying they had to do this because they were still great movies, but I kept thinking like, you know, are they going to show us like a scene of them jumping off of a sandworm? <laughs> because they're, they're moving yeah. so fast, How they're huge. Yeah. How do they get off? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but they did. But it's okay. I do think the one interesting symbolic thing that did happen right before they went south is Shawnee's friend, who was probably the most cynical person in the entire yeah, question. Group, Paul from the get-go. ends up being the person who stays behind, like to essentially like. She's the uh, like the rear guard, which is in that in that moment well, would be like they called the, her a spy. They called her, but yes, yeah, but but I think I mean, why did she stay behind? I, I think she was just literally like one of the like I said, she's essentially like a rear guard to like help defend the, their retreat, essentially. So like she is putting her buy them time as they travel south, essentially. Like okay. like like she's basically yeah, took they the place. Her, so they, she took the place of what Paul was wanting to do. Mm. Because remember, Paul was right. wanting to stay yeah. behind. He's like, I'll buy you time. 
essentially. Right. I, and then right. she takes this place of a position where it's essentially a suicide mission. And it's kind of like yeah. interesting seeing the person who was, it's kind of like showing the entire idea of what the Fremen are at and that yeah. it's all flipped. Because she's she was the most cynical one, and she put herself in a situation where she knew she was going to die for this situation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. <sighs> okay, so let's talk about this moment. Paul finally gets to the temple. He he drinks the pivotal pivotal point. In this yes, the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinks the water of life and goes into a trance essentially. Yeah, and we hear the voice of his sister. Yep. Yes, and he actually gets like this is where he sees his sister he too. Yes, yeah, he sister. sees his sister Alia. grown up. Alia is, uh, her, is name? That her name. I believe so. Yeah. And uh, what, what's the actress name again? Anya um, Taylor Joy. Yeah. Yes. Anya yeah. Taylor Joy. Which mm-hmm. did you guys know she was in this? Uh, I mean, she was doing all these red carpet things, so I thought she was going to be a more prominent character. But literally, yeah, this is. The old, I mean, it is prominent. Yeah, 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 it's prominent. But this is literally the only. The scene. only scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you literally, well, I guess one head building up. Well, it's sort of like the first Dune, where like Zendaya has like oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Actually has almost ten like ten minutes. Yeah. Like you, you were expecting her to be all throughout it. Yeah. All yeah. Yeah. Where like when. Yeah, that's right. Where like when you're watching it, the movie's the first one's so long that you're like, when she shows up, you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. But yeah, but she says, a, sorry, she's there. Yeah, she's so there. Full uh, grown up, and she says essentially, I'm not gonna get it word for word, but she's like, it's time for you to know the truth about our family, something yeah. like that. Yeah, the bloodline. Yeah. Yes. And then she unlocks the mind, <laughs> and she unlocks the the mind of. Of Paul, and you see that uh, Lady Jessica is actually uh, the Baron Harkonnen's daughter. Yes. And uh, which he then confronts her later on, and she's like, I had no idea until I drank the, the, the water myself. Yes. But uh, right. so, therefore, that would make Paul a portion of Harkonnen and, Atre- and Atreides. Yes. yes. Which is which wild. Is crazy. Yeah, absolutely wild. Um, and so, which we actually get Paul later on being like, "Oh, hey, grandfather!" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right before he kills Ooh, the bear. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's such a good scene, man. Oh, so good. But uh, but yeah, so but he's in a trance still. That's where he's at. He drinks his water, and they think he's dead. Yeah, they think he's dead. Yes. But earlier on, we get a, a scene between Shawnee and um, Paul, and he asks her what her name is, and she says, "Oh, it means desert spring, whatever her name was." Yeah. Um, and he said, "Oh, that's lovely." She's like, "I don't, because it's part of like the prophecy or whatever." And then she stops. But, but yeah, we don't mention, say anything. Doesn't else. say anything of that at all. But then, like, she comes running in late, and then they say the prophecy where uh, the tears of the uh, or the tears of the desert spring yeah. will awaken like the the, the Messiah or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's literally what happens. But she's forced to do it. Like, yeah, the vo- they use the voice to make her do it, which. This is why I believe she still hasn't yet to fulfill her prophecy. I think it's still to come. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it has to be willingly. Oh, so Lady like, Jessica told her to do it. Yeah, she's That's yeah, she's right. like just do it, and then then she did it. Like yeah, she I went. forgot. Her. I thought I thought she obviously did it because she loves him. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh wow, good good catch, man. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really catch that. So she does. She cries and she wipes it, uh, mixes it with the life water, and dips yep. it in his mouth, and mm-hmm. he wakes it right up. Yeah. Well, we'd also like we'd already seen like earlier like. It would have been very against her character to cry in that moment because they they yeah. kind of driven home the idea of what how they feel about water, of correct, course, correct. and like the way they looked at Lady Jessica earlier in the movies when she, a she cried and then when she was vomit when she was vomiting when she was pregnant, like so both of those things were yeah. The scene is almost like revolting acts, like the idea <laughs> of crying, crying for a fremen is like. Yeah. Is seen yeah. as such a don't give them your water. Like yes. <laughs> yep. Don't give anyone your water. Yeah. 
So, and then Paul awakens, mm. literally, like, from the perspective of everyone in the room, again, just, just like Jesus, like, raises from the dead. Yeah, essentially, so, yeah, yeah. Essentially, uh, yeah. so, well, like, they're Although, I don't out. think he's, like, like, well, he just got, he states that he he's isn't dead, dead. Yeah. he's just imperceptible, his life signs are imperceptible yeah. to But my you. point is, for the people that didn't hear her say that, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, right. in everyone's mind, yeah. Yeah. he's dead. And... And in the prophecy, they probably perceive it as he's dead. He yeah. needs this to happen. Mm-hmm. When this happens, he comes back to life. Correct. Yeah. Um, so the prophecy is basically fulfilled at this point. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Paul, like he literally, he he wakes, awakens, and he's like, I can see everything now. Like and you could tell he's different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, yes. Let's, 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 let's yeah. talk about yeah, character yeah. change real okay, quick. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about I, this. There, there's two major ones in this uh, as far as character change. One. Yes. One I believe was made me dislike the character, and then the other one it made me really like the character. Yeah. And so, Lady Jessica, she has a massive character change yes. in this, and I really was not a fan of her character by the end of this. Not because it was uh, like it was a bad performance, but just because of the the way that she was portrayed, like yes. portraying that character, yeah, the way she was driving. You were meant, you were meant not to like that character. Yes. Um, but it's also an. It, it, but it's also great seeing her go through it first. And then it almost foreshadows his correct what he could potentially yes, be, yes. kind of thing. But th- but then his character changed. Like so, he's a majority of the movie now. We're all like three fourths of the movie. Yeah. He is against not being the Messiah. He's like, I I I'm not him. I'm not him. And then all of a sudden, he drinks all this stuff. He says that there's he's seen many futures, and it's kind of like uh, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yes, it's Doctor Strange all over again, right? I see seen all, all past, but only one is the the one that can save everybody. And uh, he even does like this weird little thing with his hand, and then he like makes it straight, like when he when he realizes what there's he needs one to do. Narrow path. Yeah. And he said it's a very narrow path, is yeah. what he says. Yeah. And uh, he immediately embraces the whole Messiah aspect. And uh, Stilgar even says, "Hey, when we go south, we're gonna have a council of of war tribes, and yeah. you have to kill me in order to speak." Well, when he gets there, oh, dude, I love this scene. Oh my gosh, this yeah. scene is absolutely incredible. He immediately just like inter- disregards, inter- interrupts, disregards their whole ceremony, and was yes. like, immediately starts yelling like, "I am the one, like I'm the Messiah." Like, well, and, you- and I love what he said, where like some other elder tries to correct him yeah. about you have to kill Stilgar. Stilgar is like giving him his sword, right? And he said, "You think I'm stupid enough <laughs> to waste one of our best, best, yeah, over some." I don't even know what he said next, but yeah. just yeah. And then just he goes into this amazing monologue. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he, none of you. He basically challenges everyone. Yeah. Everyone stands up like they're going to do you something. You think you can actually do something? Yeah. Anybody, yes. anybody here thinks they can actually do something with me? And they yes. all stand up and draw their knives. Every single one of them. Yeah. And then uh, he he literally goes like Bible on him. He picks one. Yeah. Yes. Tells him his whole life story. And he immediately drops to his knees and he starts worshiping, yes. which therefore leads everybody to, to do it. And yeah. then he does it again on uh, the older guy yes. who, who doubted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody's now everybody's down except for Zendaya. Zendaya is yes. the only one standing. Gurney Ger- yeah. has to pull her down. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> it's a very interesting moment where, like, I think like everyone does it out of belief except for Gurney and Zendaya. Yeah. I think Gurney does it because he understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Zendaya only does it because Gurney pulls her down. Yeah. 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 I love, I think one of you said it last night, but we're going to, there's going to be a moment in the next movie where like 
they're either teaming up or there's going to be a, some crazy interactions yep. between those two. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they're they're kind of – they're so close to Paul. Yes. And they, can they know who he really they is. They know who he really yes. is. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. But, yeah, so, this scene's amazing. Yeah, so, and Andy takes out his, his father's ring. That's right. In he this does. In this moment, yeah. he's like, I'm actually Paul Atreides. Mm-hmm. And so he's like – he's. Well, he had to get the Fremen on under his banner. Like yeah. he had to make the push. Yeah, right? yeah. Then they yes. all start carrying the shield flag. That definitely was yes. <laughs> a shield, shield flag. You yeah. noticed that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> by the way, okay, not a not like a plot hole per se, but you know where Gurney's like, I know your father hid the atomic arsenal. Mm, yeah. Yes, and it's like conveniently on a, on Arrakis. I'm like, well, how? They, they brought it when? with. Well, well they, they brought it with sense. them when they, they brought relocated. It with them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but still, like, it just feels like something that you. Takes a long time to do something like that, but I mean, yeah, that was pretty intricate. And it's, and it's uh, hidden; no one knows safe about it. Yeah, kind of thing. Okay. we'll yeah. let it pass. We'll let it pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. Well, I mean, it is literally the way they make it seem, in the way that it went, they like cleared out Caladon. Like they were like all in on Arrakis. So yeah. there'd be no point. I'm leaving your arsenal on Caladon. Correct. Yeah. I think there's still some story to be told on Caladon because. Gurney mentions he got negotiated for some people to get oh, off world. There's there's yeah. gonna be a, a story, and it's like Paul's gonna li- literally regroup with the Fremen on like Caledon, I feel like yeah. in order to take on we'll, Yeah, we'll get there. So, anyways, like at this point, Paul is the the height of his like power. Power. Yeah. Which he was adamantly against the entire movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's clearly the mm-hmm. the special drink he had. So in my eyes here, this is where we're at, okay? Like Paul was a hundred percent like the good side, light side, moving like yeah. majority of the first movie, all the first movie, and a majority of the second movie. And I made a statement last night. I'm going to make the statement again. Okay? okay, I feel like Dune right here. Okay, Dune has they chose to do something right now that Star Wars were too much of cowards to do, and that yeah. as of right now, in the, where we're at in the movies from your from, your from my perspective, perspective yes, yeah. my perspective. If you're right, then if, right. if if what you believe is true, then yes. yes, yeah. Like whereas Paul, I feel like has transitioned to the dark side. Whereas Star Wars, you had an opportunity. Like you, yes, Kylo transitioned from dark side to, to the light side, right? Yeah, but going from good but, to bad. Yes, is. but going from good to bad, they had an opportunity to have Rey go from good to bad in Star Wars. Mm, yeah, like she was. You were kind of like, will she? Won't she? But she yeah. never really came close enough to make yep. that full decision. They should have done it because it would have been like poetry. That yep. the, the swapping of the, yes. the sides. Yeah, and I feel like here, Paul. Is fully diving into that whole the, the dark. He's aspect. gone Anakin. Yeah, he's yep. yeah he's he's on Anakin right now. He's not quite Vader. He's like y- yeah yeah he's not a- quite Vader. You're he's, right. He's, he's, he's not Anakin yet hit the on temple. Mustafar right now. He is an- well, I think he's yeah, Anakin he's, on Mustafar right now. Like he's hmm. getting ready to turn. Like he's, yeah. he's pre or by, post by the end killing of the movie. children. Post killing children. I think he's like oh yeah. Where, oh well, where the movie ends. Where the movie ends. That's where he's at. I feel All like because right. you did make another shocking statement last. Well, night. well, yeah, we'll get. Yeah. I think we'll get there too. <laughs> okay, but, uh, <laughs> we'll get there with what we think is coming up next. <laughs> All right. So before before this epic war goes down, so now Paul's got. All the Fremen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the atomic they challenge arsenal. the Emperor. Well, yes. the, the Emperor is on his way. Did they? Did he? Inf- no, he 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 uses his ring signet to send a message. That's right. Yeah, yes. does yep. which we need to mention here. Okay, throughout the entirety of the proof thing, that the the, the, the Emperor. Well, the Emperor and the Princess, they're kind of talking political stuff throughout yeah. the entirety of the. They movie. don't know that Atreides is alive. Right. That, correct. That, no. Until Paul's they alive. receive the signet. Yeah. Um. And so then. Finally, well, I think Princess Erlon believes it but just does knows that they're not supposed to yeah well speak she it. well yeah she would told the reverend mother and she was yes. like you can't speak of that word yes. at all 
Um, right, yeah. right. But now the emperor finds out, and this is why the emperor shows up mm-hmm. just pissed yeah, at man. the Harkonnen. Yep. And that's why he's questioning Baron. Baron's, Baron's on, on his, his knees. Yes, yes, yes. So the most scary, yeah. powerful figure in this whole <laughs> universe so far has been the Baron yes. Harkonnen. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And he gets on his knees. Amato said last night that he got neutered. Yes. Which basically is what happened. Yeah. Dude, his life support system his just life gets support, like sliced. Which allows him to like levitate. Yeah. Like, yes. Such a freaking weird, scary, powerful character. Yes. Um, and then while they're having this like accountability meeting. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, this is when Paul strikes. Yes. Paul, the Fremen on the Sandworm, they're all riding in. So cool, dude. The, like, the battle scenes, this, epic. The battle scenes, all this is incredible. Um, anything you guys want to say about the just the, the war before we get into what happens? I in mean, the, the Fremen really just destroy. Like they yeah, really yeah. just come in like a wave yeah. and just take out all of them, like all of the Harkonnen. Yep, it's it's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, so good. So and then, essentially, like the guard, the emperor's guards surround like the emperor. Mm-hmm. They don't care about any of the Harkonnen, like the no. Baron or Fade or no. Raven, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Paul walks in, just straight up kills yes. the Baron. Yeah, says, "What's up, Grandpa?" Cuts him. <laughs> Cuts so him. that's such a like. It's so cool because he's like, he says it just long enough for like. It's like kind of like setting in set, to be in his mind. Like that's his last not, thought. Like, but like, is, like, is it real? And then, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah. And then he's gone. In <laughs> like, it's one of those things. It's like, it's between them, mm-hmm. but no one will ever know more than that Correct, unless he yeah. wants someone to know more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So kills, you, you have all the players in one room right now. Everyone. At this point, every all yeah. the, all players, all cards, they're all literally here. anyone you've ever seen. Yeah. Is <laughs> in this room yeah, right now. in the room. Yep. And the emperor is just like, yeah, like, well, actually, because everyone's showing up. Well, no, no, he takes them all prisoner. Mm-hmm. And then he has Gurney say, bring them out. Then they all come out, and the other great houses are showing up. And the emperor thinks he's about to get bailed out. Right, correct. Yeah. And then Paul's like, what makes you think they're here for me? <laughs> Which I love that. Yes, yes, exactly. Because they are only there, the great houses are there because of Baron's contingency. That's right. Yes. He's the one who sent word to all them, letting them know that... What the Emperor did. What the Emperor did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that only happened because of the Baron, which is actually kind of cool that he caused he yes. caused that. And so Paul's like, hey, let them know, like, let the let the other houses know, like, to hold up a second. Like, we're, we got some stuff that we're dealing yeah. with. Like, sit tight. Yeah, if, if any tight. of them make any approach, yeah. we have our atomic, our entire atomic arsenal Aimed yeah. at the spice fields. Yeah, I think he, I think they oh. said they're like centuries of atomic weapons. Yes, aimed at the spice fields. And everyone yes. thinks yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, correct. Yep. and he is. Yeah, because <laughs> I believe they used I think two or three missiles yeah, to on make, make, just make their entrance. Yeah, yeah, but they had like ninety two or something like that. Yes, like they mentioned ninety two. Yes, yeah, but uh, so yeah, they're all sitting tight, and now this political game starts yes. on yeah. the on the inside of this uh, hall or whatever, and uh, the emperor is challenged. Uh, for his uh, the seat, yes, the emperor's yeah. seat, and uh, he says, "Choose your, your choo- little trial by combat." No, did they say choose your champion or who's your champion? That's like, what Paul says. Who's your champion? Okay, and then immediately, without Fade, missing a yeah. beat, Fade's like, yeah. "Give me a knife." Like it's he's, he says, he's ready. He says, "I'm here, Atreides." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. 
which Austin Butler was yeah, his, so good in this yes. movie. Sadistic, but good, yeah. 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 You know he had to get to a dark place to kind of play that character. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Villanueva. That's the director, right? Uh, Villanue. Yeah. Yeah. Villanue, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, flat out just like, I know that I'm always tricked in movies, mm-hmm. but I was like, I, I never know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And in this battle, for great hand-to-hand combat. Great hand-to-hand and combat. And dude, I am convinced for about a good 10, 20 seconds, mm-hmm. maybe longer, Fade wins. That fade wins and Paul's mm-hmm. about to die. And in my head, I'm thinking, where the bleep are we going from here? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the symmetry about that scene. Yeah. Right? Yes. 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 Uh, I know what you're going with. <laughs> like, Fade and, and, and Paul are in this scene together where Fade is his one, right? Essentially. Yeah. Same thing. Flashback. Movie one. Yep. Uh, Gurney. The, yep. The Gurney, training session between Gurney. training Fade. Yes. And, or not Fade. He's training Paul. Yes. Right. And the exact same thing happened. It's like, you think you won, but. Look at look here I am with my dagger down here with yes. a more uh, it's, a call, it's a callback yeah yeah callback and it's good that uh, Paul learned a lesson because yes. he ended up winning and uh, he pulls out a knife from his shoulder and then he has a knife in his in his uh, rib cage basically and he wa- fades fades down believed to be dead I don't know for sure I don't, maybe oh he did yeah okay he did I don't know I'm just saying third movie you never know yeah well um, you haven't been right about any of these calls no yet, I so. haven't been so you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he goes to the emperor and he's getting ready to kill him. And this is where the princess is like, I'll take your hand willingly if you you spare his life. Yes. And so now like Chani is in the background, furious, which, uh, well, before she said that, Mm -hmm. he also, he said, I'll take, I'll take your daughter's hand and do something. Yeah. Like I (laughs) fury of partially furious, but I felt it was almost like this idea of like, almost like she was about to vomit. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I felt like she still loved him. Yeah. Like. He she knows that he's on, like on a dark path right now. Yes, but he did say, "No matter what happens, no, I always love yes. you." Yeah, it, it was almost like he was trying to, he was almost trying to pull the same card that the Duke was playing in the first movie, where he put he he's distancing himself from Lady Jessica because a lot of the there's a lot of intrigue in the first one where they're thinking Lady Jessica is actually a spy. Right, um, yeah. for for the Harkonnens or something like that, which in a way she almost kind of is because she's <laughs> Bene Gesserit, um, yeah, yeah, because she's a Bene Gesserit and she's literally a Harkonnen, right? Uh, correct. But we don't know that at that point. But I do think it's almost like they're trying to. He, mm-hmm. He's trying to pull that same thing where like mm-hmm. he's you know keeping her in the dark slash you know letting you, like I will always love you type of situation, but yeah, doing but also, something different. But also, I feel like he's saying like. Just know this, like I'll always love you, but also having the foresight, mind awakened, whatever. Potentially a Doctor Strange moment where he's going down this path, knowing that it's the only path, and that sacrifices have to be made. Yep. He might have to let her go. He might have to let her go. That kind yeah. of thing. Um, and Lady Jessica told him that, like mm-hmm. earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, he needs to save himself for a more important, you know, match. M- match. Yeah. yeah. He can literally just sit, call it a match. <laughs> Which is such a like uh Which you get Florence Pugh, so it's like, you know, it's yeah, no, I know, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh darn. Yeah. Poor thing. Shucks. Um so anyways, she actually doesn't seem like she's a bad person or anything like that. No. But she actually seems like she's actually pretty level headed. She seems like she'd be a like super it. solid she's, like she's questioning the main Bene Gesserit the whole time. The yes. entire time, yeah. Like and she the Bene Gesserit, the main uh, Reverend Mother is like whoa. she's well, they will get there. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. But she's I I trained you well. Like she literally says, like yeah, I trained right. you well to the princess. Like yes, right. Yeah, but uh, okay. All right, go ahead. Do I want to say it. I want to say it. You do it. You do it. So I don't know if it's before or after Fade dies, 
But you know, he's like confronting the I emperor. Think before, yeah, it was before. Okay, mm-hmm. he's he's confronting the the emperor, and the the main the old witch, the old Bene Gesserit, says something like, you know, be careful what you say next, or you know. Be careful moving forward in this way because he's being very aggressive. Very, like he's he's he went from he went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. And and he interrupts her, and in the 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 coolest part of the entire movie, just uses the voice, screams silence at her, and she like falls over, yeah, crippling like down to her knees. Well, because this is the first time we've really seen him like effectively use the voice. Yeah, you see it for a touch. In the helicopter when they're first movie in the first movie, but it's like it's very weak. It takes him a couple, it takes him twice to be able to actually get them to do a simple task. Yeah, and he, he, this is like his real like forceful, and especially because the person he did it against right, too is correct, very yeah. like that's a huge, yeah, huge statement, yes. huge statement. Yes, shows his real power. Yes. Right. So, anyways, he eventually kills Fade, and. Does spare? It seems to be that he spares the emperor's life. Makes him kiss his ring. Makes know? him kiss his yes. ring. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, all in this moment, we hear that the other great houses, oh yeah, reject his ascendancy. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, and they fly off. Even though it's like, I, and I I know that they're not in the room, mm-hmm. but like, you know, he just he won that battle. Yeah. You yeah. Know? He's, um, he's marrying the the emperor's daughter. He's got proof, or at least in his testimony, that yeah. the emperor has sanctioned the, uh, the murder the destruction of, the of his family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because he's, I think, on a rage quest, angry now, and he's got, he is the emperor, so he's got the emperor's army, yeah. the imperial army. Go. He's yeah. got the Sadarker, yeah. or whatever they're called, and he's got his Fremen. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what? this. Like, he's part Harkonnen. Uh, oh gosh! Is yeah. he gonna get the Harkonnen army too? Like, Ooh. what's what is about to happen in this next movie? Yeah, because it that's it. We just covered the whole movie. Yeah, right? yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so speculation time. Uh, for, first of all, I would like to like throw out this idea of like we haven't seen a whole lot about the structure of the universe politically, in the sense of okay, so how as far does as the house's power? Yes. How of? how does the world work in the sense of what is the emperor? So there, like the my idea is there are two pathways for the emperor. Like ideally, um, uh, idea one is the emperor comes out of one of those great houses and then becomes like outside of them and like kind of rules. And the second one is that it's more like uh, so that one would be more like a Game of Thrones type of situation. The one I was just saying, like there are great houses, and then the king becomes. You know, comes from one of those great houses. The second one is more like Black Panther, whereas the world of Wakanda, there are tribes, and then there is literally black the 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 hierarchy of the Black Panther is actually a separate just one line yeah. that is not connected to yeah. the rest of the tribes. I don't think that's it. <laughs> so you don't think that's it because the Baron tells Fade that he's going to be emperor. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Good Earlier, point. good point. So I think it's pretty clear that it. it they can come from house. any yeah. any yeah. house. Well, the, the reason why I'm I'm saying that is the possibility of because he doesn't seem to have a connection to any of the great houses. I mean, he's probably ruled for forever, so he yeah. probably has. Well, he probably doesn't have one. Yeah, so. he d- that's true. They don't make it clear. Yeah, I'm just assuming he does, and we're going to be introduced to what that house mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Maybe because and they also kind of set up like this idea that it's almost like a check and balances, mm. like the like the emperor 
rules over the other great houses, but the great houses, if they have enough power, with yeah. if they were to combine, that the emperor feels a little bit tentative about his situation, about whether he would be able to completely push back if yeah. all the houses join together. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because um, because he seems to be afraid of some of the great houses. Like in a way, I think that's well, part that's of the why reason. the Atreides. Uh, yeah, down. I think it's yeah. the entire reason why that he sets up he, the Atreides. He, he, like he, he wants to do that is from his point of view, he was jealous and afraid of what Duke Leto could be if he were to unite all the other great mm. houses. Yeah. But at the same time, that he's afraid of other houses, but the Emperor is still the only person to make the Baron seem small. Yes. Correct, yeah. Like, I still can't wrap my mind around, like, the way they, the movie portrays how strong the Baron is and how strong the Harkonnen army, yes. planet, just culture is in, like, at least brute strength. Yeah. It makes me think, like, why do they care about it? Like, you know, like the Baron is so fearful of the Emperor. Yes, and that's crazy to me. Yes. So, and and I think that's like not that these movies are bad. They're they're already so long. How much more can you put in? But I think that's the one thing that I'm missing. Where it's like, I don't know what this next. I don't know what's next. Like there, we haven't got enough right. of this world building and so, politically around these right. other planets. Which other I think we might get more houses. That, obviously, well, we're gonna have yeah. to. Yeah. It's, He's clearly so. At the end of the first movie, they—I don't forget what exactly what the narration of Zendaya says, but she was like, "This is like the beginning of a, a journey or something like that, right?" Like she says at the very end of the first movie, and at the end of this second movie, uh, the narrator I think at this time is a Lady Jessica, and she says, "This is the beginning of a holy war," and yes. uh, that's literally at the end of the second movie. And so mm-hmm. the what we're led to believe as non-book readers, um, the the third part of this movie is. Literally the Holy War, so it's going to be Paul, Atreides, the Fremen, the was they Sadarker, Sadarker, yeah, yeah. Sadarker, uh, Sadarker, and maybe Harkonnen. Well, who knows uh, who how knows, many right? of them are Versus. left actually though with the Sadarker because he oh, straight he up said yeah, you're right. kill all of them. That's true. Like Correct. so, how many of them are actually left? Well, um, like let's just say millions yeah. of Fremen. Let's just say millions of Fremen. Right? Yes, um, you're, you're right though. Did he say that before the? Before he fought Fade, he took that. He said that when they took them prisoners. Yes, yeah. yes, because he. And now, what? What did he mean by that? As a sense, did he just mean the ones that were mm-hmm. there? Maybe. Yeah. Or Maybe. did he mean That's like? Point. Uh, and they do specifically state that the emperor brought his entire army. Army. So, yeah. like, is the entire army dead? Yeah, like what is? We'll, we'll see. I think I think maybe there's a but like a few battalions still around. Yeah, I believe. But uh, but yeah. So it's them versus the other houses. Like I there's feel like, like there's probably like a bad batch somewhere out there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You think so? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Maybe um, one, we're gonna get some a, of them team <laughs> up with bad Journey. Batch, yeah. That would be an interesting like. Yeah. 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 I, my only my only thing is, mm-hmm. and and maybe this is because they are wanting us to focus on. The discussion of where is Paul right now? Right, not geographically, but like mentally. Mentally, yeah. This yeah. is where I said, like, right. As of right now, I truly believe right now he's Be- on dark because side. Full maybe, dark side right maybe now. if they spent time giving me what I actually want and more world building, mm-hmm. so I see who these other houses are and where they stand mm-hmm. in this whole. Maybe then I would want to. I would want to almost view Paul as like, yeah, you should do that, Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Paul. Like, but right now I'm just wondering, like. Where's Paul at? Like, okay, mentally. So, yeah. what this is what I believe, right? But I think Paul is like full dark side right now, currently, 
And I do believe that Chani is going to be the good guy in this next third movie. And we're going to we're gonna want to be rooting for Chani and her trying to get Paul back. Yeah. That kind of thing. I could see it. Um, and like I said, I, I really do think there's a decent chance she... You know, teams up with you. You Gurney. say you say team up with Gurney, but at the end of this whole entire like Paul taking control and destroying and making these moves, Gurney's smiling at the end. Yeah, so but gonna, I think he gonna, doesn't. It's necessi- going to take a downfall. It's going to take. Well, I, I, I think he's going to see something. Yeah, I think he's going to see him go real dark. Yeah, I think he's going to see will things will happen <laughs> and what he has done, and that he's lost his way. Because I think just be Gurney also. Mm-hmm. Um, is cares about like like he was so he is, loyal yeah. to. The Duke and right. like Duke Leto, so like I think he'll see like that this isn't a path that he would want his son to go down. Yeah, you know. And I feel like the turning point for Gurney is going to be watching, <laughs> watching Paul. Uh, most likely, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. He's killing a baby in the next movie. It's either going to be he has to kill uh, Fade's baby because he's going to come, or the daughter's going to, or his own sister, or his own sister. He's going to have to kill. Like I yeah. feel like that's going to have to happen. He's getting these prospects, these other yeah. prospects. Yeah, and that's going to be his full like dark turn, and then Gurney's going to be like, okay, maybe he's gone a little too far. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, maybe he's a little bit. Yeah, right, that's, a little, that's yeah. a little far. Let's let's get him back, yes. and you're the only one who can mm-hmm. probably reach him. So. I'm really interested to see how Princess Erdalon's going to f- fall into this. Mm. Uh, cause she seems like a very interesting character. And in the books, legitimately every chapter starts with her reading something. Like there's like a separate like quote of like her reading mm. from books or like conversations and log, things like that. Yeah. Her talking about her father or yeah, like it's literally the logs that you're, you're seeing in the movie that mm-hmm. she's doing and it's gonna be very interesting to see where she falls in because she doesn't once again she doesn't seem like she's an evil character in her own right so like it's gonna be interesting to see where she falls in is she gonna be try to be a positive for good against you know like is she gonna try to guide him as a dutiful wife or is she going to be undermining him or Mm, like very good yeah you know is she gonna see him being you know, ju- jumping too far, and she's like, "I don't, I can't follow yeah. this too." Like, is she gonna be? Is it gonna be like? Could we even see like a, you know, Princess Erlon, Shawnee, and you know, Halleck, like, you know, becoming Gurney, the yeah. force for good to try to pull him back from the ledge? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, we could all just go and like read the book right now and find out what happens. No, I'm not reading a book. I'm not reading <laughs> yeah. a stupid book. Yeah, I know. Um. <laughs> But yeah, very good, man. I'm so, so not excited. A, for not this. a stupid book. Yeah. Just uh, not reading any books. Anyways, uh, okay. so excited for the what, what else? Any other thoughts? Uh, I think it's just gonna be a lot of like uh, war, carnage, and then like house building. I feel like that's yeah. That, that's house be, building and yeah. house burning, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wed- weddings that yeah. for sure gonna happen. Hey, here, here's something to think about. Mm-hmm. This movie, we said it right at the jump. The second movie, just no time jump. It just mm-hmm. starts. Oh yeah, yeah. I do so, think there will be a time jump. I oh, do. you think? So? I do think there's gonna be a time jump here. Yeah. yeah. For the next Do movie. you think maybe like he's put like almost the other great houses under his thumb to a point? And it would be interesting to see like the wedding, if it like a wedding as a point for them to use it as a way Unified to introduce well to introduce all the other great houses. Mm. Like they're forced to get here, and so like you see their their wedding, and then you see like you get these moments of dialogue between these other great houses to introduce like what this great house is like where they fall into the line Mm -hmm. of you know how they feel about this Mm -hmm. um this new emperor yeah yeah that'd be i mean yeah and then i think 
That, that's how you can start with no time jump in a wedding, right? And then after the immediately when the wedding's over, time jump, mm-hmm. he has control of the houses. He is the, the complete emperor, but the whole universe is kind of suffering. Yeah. And we now see a movie where Chani is leading rebellion up against them. Like that's yeah. that would be pretty pretty sweet actually. I just yeah, I really don't know what to expect. Yeah. But I think that I'm just going to need that next trailer. I know again, I could probably go on Wikipedia and learn about the story, oh, but for sure, for sure. But I'm just going to hold out, wait for that next trailer. Yeah. You could watch the old dude movie. I think it has at least some uh, tie-in to the finale. I am not watching <laughs> that old dude movie. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty bad. I, I remember yeah. watching it when I was a long time ago when I was younger, but I don't remember anything about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Great movie. Great movie. Yes. Great time. Um, it'll I, probably be a few years. Oh, well, go ahead. Earlier today, I was uh, I was just just chilling in the house, relaxing, and um, I like leaned over my wife. I was like, "Yeah, I can definitely tell Doom was a good movie because I'm still thinking about yeah, it. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. A movie that you're still it. lingering yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same yeah, here. So. Same here. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it'll probably be a few years until the next one. Yeah, I'm thinking earliest late 2026, unfortunately. Yeah, and then I'll push back four months into 2027. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey, take your time. Build it Build <laughs> it right. Build yeah. it right. Okay. Well, boys, this was fun. This was a great conversation. Shout out to everybody who um, you know, stayed with us and listened to this whole review. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to come back for our next review. Don't know what that'll be. Don't know the next time we're going to do a podcast or what it's going to be on, but we're going to have um, a really good time. Um, and oh yeah, we're, the next movie is. Uh, I think the next movie we're doing is the the Kong and Godzilla yeah, movie, right? Yeah. That's right, Godzilla Kong, New Empire. It's gonna be freaking sick. Okay, um, not as good as Dune two though. This is we'll great. see, hmm? we'll see. Come on, dude. This is <laughs> okay, uh, with all that in mind, just want to say thanks again to everyone tuning in for my good friends Justin Sandoval and Anthony Amato. This is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.